and gentlemen, welcome to the Raven on podcast for a very special, exciting edition. I'm super excited because this is our first ever collaborative podcast, as they say in the biz. It's a collab and I'm already getting confused and speaking too long in a sentence that doesn't end. Please give it up for my co-host as always, Stuart Lane. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. And that's never been more appropriate than right now. Exactly. This is so exciting. <laughs> We're actually doing our very first podcast mashup. And please give a very warm welcome to Greg and Dan from the Smart Enough Better Better podcast. coming on our podcast, even though we're recording in your studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of overlap between a podcast about Game of Thrones and a science podcast. You know how, you know how microphones oh, work. Oh, sorry. Like, close, yes, I know you're sharing it. Is but too far away? I'm sorry. Though. Too far away? You're on the other side of the room from it. <laughs> but as it, people, so people, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, the big Venn diagram between uh, Smart Nothing Better and... Uh, and Ravenon, obviously. You're talking mm. very similar things that we do. Um, <laughs> do we? Fantasy and the absolute lack of fantasy. Well, that's right. As, for those who don't know, Smarter Than No Better is a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. So we that's comedy and ignorance. That's uh, we, we share that at this point? Sure, yeah. absolutely. That's all fine. I, I listened to some of yours about season four. Lots of ignorance in that one. So. In the we nice we revel in our ignorance. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Well done. Well done. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so uh, SC2KB is a fantastic uh, podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance, as Greg has just said and uh we love these guys we love to listen to them and uh, we reference them multiple times we, so we thought we should probably them. have them on the show <laughs> it's only fair yeah so it's super super fun to have these guys here and if you haven't listened to their podcast they have a couple of regular segments and stuff like that so we're going to get to dan's prepared us a very special segment that they normally do on their show and we're going to do it on our show oh, the Game of way Thrones. to raise the bar <laughs> yeah. no i'm excited i think it's going to be good oh good so the main reason that well we often do say uh, hello and shout out to these guys um, because we're obviously all good friends in real life. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and we, um, well, Dan's always talking about getting right of reply because we always do slag, out, slag off Dan for not listening to the recaps or not being a member of my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne, or for not actually watching the episodes when they come out and then sort of catching up months later and sending us messages going, oh, hey, I heard you mention me on your podcast like eight months ago. Um, so, Dan, here you go. Write a reply. What's your... What's well, your beef? Well, I mean, what... You don't my, like me see, insulting you on no, my no, no, podcast? No, 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 This is not about my beef. This is about all of your beefs. <laughs> like, all of the things that you don't like about... Like, yes, I am not a part of your Facebook group because I'm always, like, three months behind on the episodes. <laughs> and, no, and I can't even stop myself from being spoiled whilst... Like, okay, this is what I do on Twitter. On Twitter, I have an enormous amount of muted... Like, I've learned how to use a thing, a coding thing called regular expressions just so I can filter out every single mention of anything Game of Thrones related. And yet, without fail, <laughs> without fail, like, once every, like, four or five episodes, on a Monday afternoon, mm -hmm. I will just see you tweet, No! <laughs> and I'm like, right, this next time I read any Game of Thrones character's name, that guy's stuffed. <laughs> pro, pro tip, though, Dan, if, if uh, you probably, like, know with, like, five O's, you should probably put that on the mute list as well. I think that's yeah. probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that tends to be associated with so, Game of Thrones yeah, a fair so, bit. So, yeah, what, the, the one that I distinctly was, remember was just this, no! And I'm like, oh, no. And, like, 
45 minutes later, is like, hey, this is the Hodor doorstop. And I'm like, all right, goodbye, Hodor. <laughs> we <laughs> barely knew you. Yeah. Well done, well done, Hodor. <laughs> I, I, I remember doing a, a very big no after the Red Wedding on Twitter. Uh, because I remember a couple of people going, oh, somebody's just watched episode nine and being very funny, funny. And I wasn't in a state to deal with that kind of sass at that point. (laughs) Um, But yes, I I do believe I I probably had quite an emotional reaction. So this is good, though, because this means I now can, you know, have to keep trying to trip trick Dan or to overcome his very <laughs> carefully filters, yeah. yeah carefully guarded you know non-spoiler zone and find out wait so not, obviously not putting in the hashtag Game of Thrones as, uh, as an experiment can't use the word abs <laughs> ever as an experiment mm. as an experiment I, I knew that they were revealing like the last Doctor like I guess two and a half years ago or three years ago they were revealing him that was going to be a big BBC thing when Peter Capaldi came in. That's really, that's exactly right. what happened. So there's a big show or something. And I, and I, as an experiment, I was like, I wonder how long I can go without finding out who, who, who it is. Yeah. And I woke up that morning and I picked up my phone and there was a text message from Nat going, Peter Capaldi, hey? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even know. She didn't know I was doing so, this. So basically what I'm hearing here is that Nat is patient zero for all your spoilers. Ah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Did I do that? I don't even yeah. remember. I don't remember. Okay, that. so there you yes, go. I, I I carefully distance myself <laughs> from your Game of Thrones stuff, and then what? I get to enjoy it like three months later. He's distanced himself so much. We're now doing a collab podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's some serious distance. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're all on the same table here, like except <laughs> that these guys have watched the trailer, and I don't, and I don't want to know about the trailer. Oh, okay. Like, and so, and in fact. I don't know what happened there, but Some, no, my water bottle just fell off your couch. All right, <laughs> <Sorry>. cool. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, what, where was I? You were saying the trailer. You didn't want to watch it, and that uh, amazing sequence with the amazing that, 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 and then when the other character comes in and the swords out and the yeah, and then there's the naked all the scene deaths. and <sighs> all the deaths. Yeah, all the odds so really, it was really weird for a trailer. Just all the characters, all the characters died, died one after the other. Yeah, with, with like, uh, episode seven, this person's dead. <laughs> episode eight, this person's dead. There's not a lot of point. They're trying to get ahead of the spoilers this time, <laughs> just by putting them all out there. Yeah, front, yeah, yeah. Front why, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, in, in our household, uh, in, at the end of Doctor Who, where it goes next week, there's like this frantic race for the remote <laughs> trying to stop it. Really. So that we don't know what's going to happen, we go in blank. That's true, though, because those next time trailers can really spoil some things sometimes. All the marketing for the last episode Mm. was like, it's like two months ago, everyone's like, John Sims back, John Sims back. Imagine how good that, you know what the worst spoiler ever was? Like, imagine if you had gone to the cinema in 1993 and watched Terminator 2 and watched Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to track down John Connor and and he finally grabs him. And the cop who's sent back in time goes to rescue him and it turns out that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy and the cop is the bad guy. Your mind would have just exploded in like (laughs) this incredible (laughs) plot twist. But all the marketing was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in this one. That was a lost opportunity, and I don't want to miss yeah. the opportunity of being so delighted by Game of Thrones stuff. Is this a good time to say I've not seen Terminator 2? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, Fine. It's, that's Fine. not I should have seen that coming. It's I only don't... in the top five greatest action yeah. films of all time. <laughs> and the, well, and the, second, no, the first best or second best Terminator film 
Oh, the very yeah, best. Yeah, I mean, de- yeah. yeah, depending on what yeah. your criteria is, it's yeah. definitely like either the best one or, or two. Or the, second. the other ones are garbage on legs. Okay, okay. <laughs> and my and my next point is, I don't really like watching Game of Thrones very much. <laughs> Like, do you enjoy the podcast? Game of Thrones, no. yeah, yeah. Now, you know what? I, I watched Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones mm. and I really like Tyrion. Sure. And I really like uh, Arya's story. Arya, yeah. yeah. And like, there are little bits and pieces where I'm like, oh, I like this bit, like this bit. But a lot of it, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm only watching this so that I can be a part of the conversation. <laughs> because I'm not a fantasy guy. And the first season, I'm oh, like, really? oh, this oh. is all political intrigue and stuff. Like, here's, okay. Here was my experience. This, 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 the... is, this is why I got into it. I'm not a fantasy. I don't even know. This is why I love Game of Thrones, because it tricks people yeah, like you it, into watching a fantasy people. show. It's great. It's great. Because I, I watched, like, I, I was sending the episode up to Greg, because he was in, the like, the sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, to, I had to encode it on a Bakelite cylinder or something. And <laughs> send it by camel. Send, send it by camel. And so I, and the first Or by raven. Minutes, <laughs> oh, sorry, first 10 minutes there's like guys being chased by ice zombies and I'm like not for me <laughs> and then it's like four weeks later everyone's like this is amazing and it's not about fantasy I'm like oh, give it a go and I watched the first season I'm like oh this is really good mm. this is great I'm, I'm really enjoying this like this is all this in. isn't fantasy it's all like political intrigue and character stuff mm-hmm. and stuff but then then like five <laughs> episodes into season two and then a, like a skeleton ghost comes out of Kate Bush and, <laughs> and, and and I was like, oh no, I've been I've been had. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. <laughs> but I you didn't being stop shocked watching by that too. But the dragons didn't put you off at the end when they were born. I suppose I, they were little babies. They, 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 so weren't, they weren't. They were a big. I mean, they were, they were a fantasy. But I was like, oh okay, so there's dragons. Oh, I guess so. And fire resistant woman. I guess that's all right. No, it was, it was the it's skeleton. There's something about skeleton creatures. Baby, yeah. We're just shadow, like. Oh yes. no no no! I know that I know what hit points that creature has. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that, that is a, that is a character that comes with a stat sheet. But then that's what and you might have heard it at the end of the last podcast that we did for season four, which is why I love that final scene, that final sequence with Bran when they finally get to the north, and they have little plant elf creatures shooting fireballs at uh, skeleton zombies yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. I love it. I love the show for that. I love that it can go from deep, intricate political intrigue to plants versus zombies. I love it. It's so good. I, well, I'm sad to hear that, Dan. But do you, now, why are you sticking with it then? Just because? Because I don't want to be left out. Because everyone's always talking about this ridiculous show and sometimes it pays off. Sometimes there are these moments where you're just like, Oh, that now now I now I understand where I've invested all this time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, that moment where because like it's they started to like that they'll make you love a character and you go oh I like I like this mm-hmm. Ned Stark guy he's he's, yeah. he's good bad <laughs> chop and you're like oh well fine at least Tyrion's still there and Arya's still, still there, there and stuff and then and then and then for now yeah. and then suddenly it's like oh these characters seem safe stab 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 oh no those characters weren't safe at all none of these characters are safe and then then they did something that freaked me the hell out they got Sam Tarly running around with mm. uh, with the, these little girlfriend Gilly and and little baby running through the snow and these monsters that we are terrified of and have been terrified. No one has been able to stand up for them. Mm. Comes in, I'm just like, oh, if they kill him, I'm done. I am done. I am done. And, and he's like, there's no way he can survive. He's Sam Tarly. What is he going to do? <laughs> and this horrible monster comes down on little Sam Tarly and Sam Tarly just boom and stabs him with the 
uh, onyx glass or something. Obsidian. Obsidian. And just shatters. And I was just like, I will watch this show forever. <laughs> See, the important ones stay. And the ones who we thought were important and we were devastated at their deaths, we kind of get over it. But if they kill Tyrion, we're all mad. Yeah. The, um, and I, if they kill Davos Seaworth, we're all mad. The great thing, though, <laughs> the great thing is that the way that George R.R. writes it is that when a character becomes boring, they die. <laughs> so, Why are you or when they at me when like they become a <laughs> so when they become a trope almost like yeah, when they when they, stop, yeah, when yeah. they slot into the traditional yeah. fantasy I mean, that, role. That doesn't done. explain Jon Snow. That's who true. Is the most boring yes. character oh, I've ever watched. Throw but... down, throw down. And Why who, do you say that? There, there was a lot of that Jon Snow is boring, and this is not even cool or real. Oh, there was a lot of scenes at the wall. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They are taught tightly. See, I, I, feel that, I feel that like way about buttons. the Greyjoys. Anything involving the Greyjoys is, <laughs> yeah. is that to me. Stewie's... I, I am just a, a long, exasperated sigh with the Greyjoys. I... And the thing I don't understand is how, <laughs> how is Natalie so desperately enamoured by the hot, pulsating body of a man who spends 99% of his time under a giant cloak? That's why, though. It's, it's hidden. It's hidden. Because yeah, so she, she got a, she got a little little taste yeah. in like the first or second episode, and yeah. then it's been hidden ever since. No, well, when he came back from the dead, That's eh? true. he was yes. totally nude yeah, and naked. Oh, that terrible. was the most disappointing thing that had ever happened to me. <laughs> Take what? that back. Oh. Take that he that came back, back from the head. He oh came my back God. from the dead or, or the junk mound? That he came <laughs> back from the hell. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I was like, oh, and so oh, they stabbed Jon Snow. He finally got boring enough. Thank Christ! And I was, and I would have been happy, but no. You, I, I end up listening to your podcast, and you both going, "Oh yeah, but Melisandre just turned up, and she brings people back." I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that was even a thing in Game of Thrones. And I was like, "Shit, they're right. <laughs> that boring sap is coming back to life." Yay! And he did. And he did, and it was really dull. He did, and then he had a, a man so bun dull. for some reason. That's that's how you distinguish pre-death and post-death yeah. Jon Snow. <laughs> Is that post-death post death had a man bun. Like, why don't you just cut it all off if it's annoying you that much, John? But he had to just go, no, no. I'm and he still got the man bun in the trailer for this season. I'm like, just take it out for one, like for one episode. Just Yeah, I've heard you say hair. that phrase before. <laughs> so, Greg, you are, like, you've, oh, I've been ranting a lot. Uh, do you have favourite moments from the, from the season? Like I, which like, season? Which season? From, from any from the show. Like I had, the, I, I love that Sam Tarly bit. But I'm so. a I'm a sucker for. Um, well, actually, I was listening to another podcast, different podcast, different Game of Thrones podcast. What? Sorry, sorry, what? sorry, sorry. But they they made a point <laughs> saying that um, they thought that Sam Tarly will just die crushed by a bookcase, burnt to death. <laughs> Because he's reached, he's become basically that he's become boring now. So yeah. he'll be like, "Oh no, I read a book," and he'll pass information to someone that they required, mm. and then a, then a, uh, it will fall on his back and break his spine, and he'll crawl in agony until the whole place burns down. And he's burnt to death <laughs> from his fingers upwards, because that's how you have to go in games. Yes, you can't just go quickly in your no, sleep. No, no, no. So, anyway, um, that's not what I'm looking forward to. Uh, no, I actually I'm more like Stu. I really kind of like the fact that it suddenly changes from mm. here is a fantasy world of intrigue to suddenly laser beams. From <laughs> Dryads, uh, and I really enjoy that. And then it flicks back. Um, and uh, but then you know, I'm the person who I realize I, I I'm a bit scared of my own self now because when 
Tywin Lannister came on board, I was like, oh, he, everything he says is sensible. Mm. Everything that yes. man says, <laughs> everything he says is right. He has not said one wrong thing at any point. I mean, he lives, he's a hard-ass in a hard-ass universe. Yeah. And everyone else said, be kind and lovely, except his children who are dickheads. And, and, but, and they, but he's like, no, you've got to be a hard-ass. And they're like, no, stop being a hard-ass. You know, you know, seriously, I was a hard-ass and made the Lannisters what they are today, and you dickheads are being dickheads. And they're like, no, Dad, you don't understand the kids of today. We're going to sleep with each other. Uh, Everything about it, every time I, I, I just sat there going, Tyron Lannister, I will kill your kids for you, man. Your kids, everyone, even the short one, they're all shit. Every one of your kids are assholes and shit. And, and I would, and I, I just wanted to go have a beer, I just wanted to go have a beer with Tyron and go, I understand, man. I've never had kids, but I, I never will because, good God, they're awful. And he would go, Yeah, man. And he gets shot in the gut for no reason because his kid's like, sad, you're shagging my ex. Like, get over it, dude. Your dad had his own thing going on. I, I was, I mean, I tell you many times that I was on Tywin's side. And when he, he got, was very much Team Tywin. Team I was Tywin. Team Tywin. I was like, go, you become the leader of the bloody Westeros at the end. You, yes, you're a hard man, but you're fair. Mm. And, and if someone crosses you, you'll burn their entire family to the ground <laughs> and salt the earth. At least everyone knows where it's happening. Well, see, I worry about myself because I love Stannis for the same reason. Oh, yeah. like, I, like, he's a man who sacrificed his daughter by burning her at the stake. And I was like, well, he was doing what he had to do. <laughs> Come look, on. Look, you can make more daughters. Look, I, I understand that once, well, a long, long time ago. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out my mum and dad at this point. They but, burnt their first. <laughs> Child. Look, I once we, one day my eldest came back from something was like, oh, what would happen like if you had to like if you had to like sacrifice sacrifice you know dad, you, our dad mm. or or us mum and, and mum went well I'd sacrifice you guys <laughs> and we were like Ugh. and she was like because I can make more of you but he's irreplaceable he's my husband and I love him I picked him you just came along and we all just stood there and went. This makes so much sense now, actually, in our lives. And, but that's a prag very pragmatic yes. woman. But don't you think she was doing that to just really make you understand where you fit into things? Yeah, like, nowhere. Like, go getting up, Eddie. <laughs> no, no, I understand, but yeah. I, I wouldn't cross her. What point went on? I wouldn't take a I wouldn't take a crossbow to the toilet to take her out because she will have a trap and hit me in the head with it. That was all planned. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, more. This is going now. I'm a bit confused and scared. You're more self reliant now because yeah. of that. That's right. I always look for traps behind things. Like, Normally, it's his mother. Yeah, um, so, we have talked a lot on the podcast, Stu and I, about sometimes we've, we've dropped into some of these um, theories about <laughs> game of lore, legend and myth that's cropped up in the books and maybe not so much in the show. But one thing that has come up a bit that we've talked about is the legend of Azor Ahai, or uh, the prince who was promised. Promise. Now, has that been mentioned in the show? I don't yes, think it has. So. Oh, yes, it, it has. Has it? Because Melisandre thought Stannis was yes. Azor Ahai. Oh, yes, yes, she did. Yes, that's right. Who was the Red Gods or the Lord of Lights special chosen one who was going to, you know... Push back the dark. Push back the dark and yes. uh, all of that wonderful stuff. And so this... At some point, Greg started going on about his theory... Not, um, my, not my theory. Well, what, no, it's, what I found. it's a theory that he has mm. wholly identified with mm. and taken on board as his own. <laughs> um, so I thought it might be good get, to get Greg to expand because Stu, as when I what? first told Stu this, was very dismissive. I, so now oh, I remember. <laughs> I, I wrote some very pointed emails. But <laughs> I think you're fine. We engaged in uh, some correspondence. Yeah, that's, yes, that's, that's, that was... right. Lawyers were involved. They got very messy. Uh, so, Greg, six seasons in, about to go into season seven. Mm. Tell us about your theory, which is 
Azora High is Sejora Mormont. Sejora Mormont! Oh, I'm so excited. So for those who don't know, uh, the, the idea that there's going to be this prince that was promised, which is probably also Azora High, is this person who's going to push back the dark mm. at the end of the, the long summer. The, long night. The long night. Sorry, there you go. Yes, yes, sorry, yes long night. The, the monsters are going to... No, 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 the end of the long summer, which is what they've just had. Oh. Yes. There, there's going to be a winter that goes on, and right. then things are going to come from the north, probably white walkers and whites and that sort of stuff, and then sub, there's going to be this prince that was promised, this, this person that used to be exist uh it's going to be reborn and push back the dark mm. and and people think from the books and talking it's going to be danny or it's going to be um it's going to be abs John. boy it's going to be <laughs> stannis but that's yeah. probably not likely now unless he no, dodged not lightly unless he not dodged likely. unless he brienne like dodged at the last second and we didn't she didn't see him die but no he's 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 dead he's, he's, dead. he's gone yeah. so they're the three that i can think of the big ones that, that... well there's also there's also the theory not to derail yours but oh, there's, no. there's the theory that, can't derail that, mine. that there's not one azora high oh yes yes that yes. it's that it's john danny and Tyrion. i three think three heads the, of the, the dragon three heads of the dragon yes yes is the other one the big one that's out yes. there so. and that's but that's based on not on the on the actual prophecies but what some other crazy people have said yes. about things yeah, yeah and i'm just going to add in here that i personally will be a little disappointed if Tyrion turns out to not be tywin's Son. Yes, because that that theory hinges on the fact that he's not Tywin's son. He's yeah. actually a ta- a Mad King Aerys's son, yeah, a, a, and therefore a, a, a Targaryen a, 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 like John. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I yeah, would yeah. be, right. but John is his uh, grandson. That's, that's, of Aerys. No, yeah. no. To go with it, to back that up for a moment. When Tywin died uh, on the toilet, he actually says, "You're no son of mine." Now, that could just be, "I dismiss you." Yes, you, well, you yeah, suck. Yeah. But it could be literally, "Your mum shagged someone else." Yeah. Ah, I'm I've dead. always known, and that's why I've hated you. And that's why I hated you. You killed your mum, and by the way, you're not even my son. Yeah. So the fact you survived as long is makes me pretty awesome. Once again, Tywin for the win. <laughs> Didn't murder you, you little bastard. Literally, and he would have not said anything to protect his wife's honor and and, and his family's would, honor. Yes. Everything was for the family for that That's man. It. So yes, it's possible that he is a that Ty- Tyrion is a Targaryen That's um, it, yeah. through the Mad King. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yes, he would have yeah. been the Mad King's son. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So that's, that's, I mean, try to kill, but this is all rubbish. This doesn't make any difference because it's, it's obviously Sir Jorah. <laughs> obviously. Please, you, please know that, you know that minor character that really has nothing to do with anything at any point? It's obviously he's going to be the prince that was promised. It makes perfect sense. Sure, now please explain why you think that. Well, so, actually, just get me on the right page. Uh, is, is Sir his first name or his title? His title. Okay, he's, cool. He's Jorah cool. cool. he's, he's related to the crazy bear girl. That's, that's why, that's another reason that like, he has to. I don't know what that is. Liana Mormont, Liana Mormont, the Lady of Bear you know, the Island, little, the little, little twelve-year-old girl. Oh, oh, I like. Oh, no, that, that's where that, that made that last that season. She's, she's, she's his nephew, a niece. She's his niece. Yes, yes, yes. that's right. Because he's anyway. He, anyway, he should have gone to the wall. But he's, no, no, no. The point is that when the prince was promised, there's going to be a bleeding star, which we all saw in season two. two? two? Yep, yep, thank you. Season two, there, there was a comet. Yes, but, yeah, but that's everyone. Everyone in now, everyone in um, in Westeros could have been the <laughs> Zora High. So we start from there. Start from there. We we whittle it down. Start <laughs> That's right. The the Zorai ha- Zorahai has to be born between not the gu- not the blind guy, like the <laughs> well, blind guy who died. We didn't have to see it. Um, um, uh, a- Amon Targaryen. Yeah. The, yep. Yeah, the the old guy at the wall. Yeah, yeah. But look, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. was still he was still under it. He had to be born under it. So he wasn't born under it because he was quite old. All oh, right. But, so, but nothing. It's like no, maybe Sir Jorah is not born under it. But instead, he's going to be born between um, uh, salt and smoke. 
Yes. So that's the other one. And it's not literally... It's not literally... It's a ham. We're still thinking about that hot pie <laughs> joke. A great I'm, line. I'm quite happy with that. It is, a, it is a great line. Go back, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great line. It, it, it's a... So that's what... It's a hot pie. It was <laughs> a ham. Is, uh, yes. Stu and I have a new theory that hot pie is... Hot pie is a high. It, it makes, it makes hot sense. Hot pie in the rhymes. It has to be true. That's it. Anyway, Sir Jorah... Back to, back to the yes, real sorry, theory. Yes. So it's not the fact he was born under the, the bleeding bleeding star. It wasn't it, sea and salt. It was a... It was a uh, not a literal birth, but a mm. figure of rebirth so Danny was also there when Danny stepped into the fire uh, Sir Jorah has said very clearly to Tyrion that he he believed her and that, and that he he gave his life to her it's mm. a rebirth yeah. so he was reborn between salt and smoke at that point yes. okay. so but so was Danny yes so was Danny at that point right. so they're both at the same point what's uh, the salt um, the, 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 he's part of the 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 the, peep, the sailing people. The the the, 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 the what's the name? Um, oh crap! Sorry. The what's the sea? What's the the Valyrian Sea? The Dothraki Sea. Dothraki Sea. No, 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 no. That's the that's the grasslands. Yeah. No, mm. no. It's the Valyrian. Whatever. Where the Valyria, where Valyria used to be. Oh yes. Yeah. So Valyria, yeah. it comes in later on. He may not have been born at that point. Okay. I'll get back to that one because I know that's there's a lot of salt there. But there's a good point there that he was that because he, he used to be a, a smuggler and he gave his life up and yeah, oh, very good. So now you've got these two people. People, it kind of fits. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, he has to. Um, he's going to get Lightbringer, the sword. Yes. So that's the thing. He's going to take his flaming sword and he's going to battle back the the badness of it. Mm. Now, Danny has said that she will give him a Valyrian steel sword when she can. That's one of his things that she said in the. Like, I will give you right. a, this great sword. Now, Valyrian steel is not necessarily the Lightbringer, but it could be the Stark because it's the, the first step of this thing. Now, he where is that? The the one that I, I really like is the the um, the Lannisters ancestral sword was lost in the, the where Valyria is ah, it's, yes, it's in yes. the sea uh, mm-hmm. yes. it's literally in the sea somewhere yes. they're probably going over it at this point to get to Westeros they may find it or he might find it more likely him alright other things other things <laughs> he has to be of tar- he has to have Targaryen blood dragon blood dragon blood dragon blood he has the blood of the dragon he has the dra- there it is he has the blood of the dragon that doesn't say he is the blood of the dragon people go well that's your theory falls down Greg he's not Targaryen mm-hmm so he's not. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't. Ha- it's has the drug of blood of the dragon, not is a blood. He's not. It's not a bloodline. Right. It's not a bloodline. It is what it's saying. Because when you look back at Azor High back in the day, like it's an acquisitions thing. Acquisitions. Oh, he's getting. Oh, he's getting there. He's ahead of me. It's really good. So the the idea was that when Azor High first made just light bottles of blood. I'm not ahead of you at all. No, 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 you're really not. I thought you were. And you were somewhere else. So when the original Azor High made Lightbringer, he first made the sword, and he, for 30 days, I think he made it, and then he quenched it in water, and mm. it shattered. Yes. And he was like, oh, damn it. And then he made, for 50 days, he made it again, and then he quenched it in the blood of a lion. Mm. Blood of a lion, anyone? Yes, Lannisters. Right, right, right. Tyrion may be looking a little bit nervous at this point. <laughs> Uh, or maybe a literal line. Okay, that's fine. And then it shattered again. And then he remade it for a hundred days. And then he quenched it in the blood of his love, his, his greatest love in the world. Yeah. The woman he loved in the world. And that's when Lightbringer activated and it became this amazing sword. And he lost everything he had, become this great hero. They had the dra- blood of the dragon or something. No, well, it no, doesn't. It, no, no, no. He was. He the, the blood of the dragon was all. We don't know where that comes from. Don't, don't, we don't know how that works. But also, these are lots of different. It's not like one prophecy says this, this, and this. It's like multiple weird prophecies. Yeah, so little it's fragments all over fragments. the place. So it's yeah. not easy to go where, which is important, which is not. But I think what's going to happen is that he's going to maybe kill Tyrion, 
to try when he gets his Valyrian sword. Not for whatever point. Right. I think Danny's going to go off a friggin' chump because she's the daughter of the Mad King. So she's not. And she has a few moments of let it burn. Yes, exactly. It was like yay. She's very empowered young blonde woman. She's murdering everyone. Oh god. And I really think that at some point. The only real big love in this whole show that we've seen, like the serious love that's not creepy twin love, is between Sejora loving Danny. He 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 keeps coming back to her. He keeps returning. He's like, "Go away! I will friggin' have you killed, you horrible old bastard." He's like, "No problem." And he's then he's back, and he's like, "I punched everyone to death for you." And she's like, "Oh, I'm really angry, but actually, you're pretty cool. Now go away because you've got stone scale." And I think, it's... what about Nat and Jon Snow? I mean, well, that's, that's pretty. That's a very devoted. Yeah. I mean, on one side. On one so. side, yes. <laughs> Just like Sid Jorah like, and, yeah, and right. Danny. Sure. Exactly. So yeah. I think that he, because you sent him away. You start one. a club with yeah. me and Sid Jorah. John, John Snow will send you away, you keep coming back. <laughs> so, so I think that she sent him away, and she was pretty emotional about sending him away, like commanded him to go away to find cure to his stone scale. Mm. Uh, stone scale? Yeah, Grayscale. Grayscale. Gray the, 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 the scaly stuff he's got. Stone it's gray? No, yeah, gray yeah. scale. I'm sure it's gray, gray scale, whatever it is. Gray, yeah. Yeah. The terrible disease is going to make you not a handsome king. And he will then go but he will kill her at some point with the sword and that will become at Lightbringer and then people go oh no you're Azura High but does he know to do that? no 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 no. this he doesn't. is the thing no oh, no, he, he no, doesn't... no I think just like and I think it ties into um, the Kingslayer I think right. the, the, the Jamie Lannister was the Kingslayer hmm. and then and Sir Jorah's gonna be like no one's gonna stop her someone's gotta stop her oh god I love you please don't make me do this you I will burn everything <laughs> He's going to stab him and go, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's interesting because I've said before that I think Danny's going to go full supervillain before the end. Yes. Because the, the signs are there. Oh, God, yes. I hope so. The signs are there. <laughs> she has three enormous dragons and she dresses in all black. I think... <laughs> It, you know, it's recently, a red flag at the very least. Only because she's gone least. to a colder climate. But that's what I'm saying. She's and most slowly... Of the, and most of the time it's her outfit is actually on fire and becomes charcoal. That's, that's why it goes black. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so that's... There you go. I think it's basically... You can I can take questions now if you want. Uh, but I think that's my theory. And, and every time, every season, you go, he's going to get murdered now. He's, oh, he's got stone scale versus gray scale. He's going to die. Mm. And it doesn't. And she's like, was, go, yeah. go somewhere else and get... And get healed. Not like, just die in a ditch now, thanks, old dude. And you're like, why would you write that into the story of a sub-character that has no bearing on anything to suddenly just go off and have nothing See, I was going to say, like, I'll... Overall, I, I, I always think this, this theory is bunk, except for that last part, which you just said, which is that... He's still around. Yeah. He hasn't died. He's been there since day one. Yeah. He has a use. And, he, and, and he's interesting. Yeah. Like he fits. The, he's an interesting character. He he constantly is against people, and he changes a lot. And it, it is and he's around now. I think it really worried me when I saw the thing in the ad. I just saw an arm fall out of a crate, and it was all covered in scale. I went, oh no, mm. Sejora! Oh my theory! And I really like the character too. So yes, I mean, exactly. And, and I don't want him to die. He's very gravelly. See, me. this is the sort of stuff that I have to deal with when people watch the trailer, and I haven't yeah. seen. It's <laughs> literally the shot. Of no, an don't, arm. I don't, don't tell me but literally anything. It is literally an arm. I think, like you, for you, a split go, second. But if you go to Valyria, Valyria is this place of high science slash magic in the past, amazing place. Yes, which um, Tyrion and Jorah went to. That was Valyria. 
that, that, was, was that was the ruins of old Valyria. Oh, there yeah. you go. So I think that's where he's going to go to try and get healed. Okay. And, and that's where maybe he'll then find the um, uh, Bright Roar or whatever the Lannister sword yeah. is called. Roar, Roar something. Bright Roar, yeah. yeah. Bright Roar. And that's, uh, that's why I think it'll all come together. He'll be like, I'm covered in horror. <laughs> and then he'll turn and he'll grab the sword and he'll stab himself with it and it will heal him. There's something about, oh, there's something about that too. There's something, oh, there's something about the Valyrian steel can heal certain things. Oh, I, I, I should have looked at that. Well, there was a Valyrian steel can kill White Walkers. That's Oh, uh, yes, yeah, that's the yeah. big thing. So, yeah, yeah. So there's also that I think it will heal his his grayscale oh, okay. at some level. Maybe about to cut his arm off or something weird like that. Right. Something weird. I, but something there will happen. So I don't think he knows the prophecy. I don't think he cares about prophecy. Yeah. I think it's the whole point. And now to step out of the story yeah. and go to George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin said prophecies are great. They're two-edged swords, as in they can really ruin stories. Never look for something that's obvious. Never look for something that is straightforward. <laughs> it shouldn't... It, and so went, oh, hello. And also, I think, <laughs> you look to Melisandre and see where prophecy can really be your downfall, because she did everything Burn she could kids. to try to that's make right. a prophecy happen where it wasn't really happening, but she was sort of forcing yep. the is. issue. Oh, okay, yeah. The last bit, sorry. He'll kill Danny, and then he'll take the black. He'll go, oh my god, what have I done? I'm an asshole, and he'll go where he should have gone originally, where yeah. his sword is, his ancestral sword is, mm-hmm. and he'll be up there at the wall going, I'm a piece of shit, I'm a murderer, I'm a king or queen slayer. And, of course, he's at the right point to be fighting the nasty <laughs> dudes. And they'll go, you're great, you're, thank God you're here. But so, just take a step back. Well, sorry, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say that I think he's going to be in Old Town where Sam is. Because that's where the maesters are, and that's where you would imagine the center of learning and probably medicine and healing mm. and all that kind oh, okay. of stuff is. So I think he's going to go to Old Town and meet Sam, and then they're going to buddy up. And, and then Sam, Sam is will a end Zora. up on the, on the, on the <laughs> oh really? Because that, that's what I'm all about. Is he a Targaryen? Who cares? No, no, no. At this point, everyone could be yeah. Targaryen. Yeah, 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 I want yeah. Sam on that Iron Throne. <laughs> he would be a good. He, king. he probably would be. He'd be a great king. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he, so so he has a Valyrian so so sword too. He stole his yes. father's oh, he does too. That's right. Yes. Heartsbane. Can I just say that there's something very George R. R. Martin at the end of all of this, and the, the Seven Kingdoms are in friggin' ruin. The Whites are being pushed back. Everything's destroyed, mm. uh, and but they've won like this, this pyrrhic victory. That yeah. They win it, and then and all you've got is this broken man covered in grayscale, holding the flaming sword, going, I didn't... And we murdered the woman that he loved to save everyone, maybe killed the the, the, the character everyone else loves, Tyrion. Uh, <laughs> and now he runs everything, and he doesn't want it. And he's just like, this is all shit. And, and then George Armand goes, he had a horrible life, and so did everyone else. The end. Closes <laughs> book, then dies immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yes. don't say a, that. You a, waited for that. Because he's a hundred million years old when he writes this. But I, I just... Suddenly, everyone with the last name Stark had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I think it's, I just think it's a way of ending. It's, it's a win, but not a nice win that no one, no one feels happy about. <laughs> I, I think that's definitely coming. You're, you're not wrong about that. I don't know, don't know what shape it'll be, but it'll definitely be a, a bittersweet ending. It's yeah. not going to be a clean ending. No, no, no. Not going to suddenly have all the elves come back from Elven Dreamland <laughs> and ride on elf horses and save everyone, and we all get taken to Elf Place and eat Elf Cake. But just to step outside that, is that for a, a second, joke at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, basically. Yes, right, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but just to step outside of that for a second, is that satisfying? Just from a, a storytelling perspective, to have this side character, a fairly minor one, like he's been with Danny for the whole time. Oh, yes, he has. But you know, is it satisfying? Does it make sense? For just suddenly he's the savior and that's going to fix everything. I'm going to say yes because <laughs> I think when you look back and you, when you see the end of the show and the end of the books, yeah, and you go, oh my god, 
oh my god, he's been there from day one, and all the stuff that I worked out because I'm very clever yeah, and I'm worked out very very early. <laughs> so I'm pretty amazing, everyone. So when I and, the, and all the stuff I've known and just been barracking for. When you're like, oh, it all makes sense. It's been there since day one. He's a genius, not Greg. Who, I mean, George Armand. And that's that's you'll look back and go, it was very very clever. Well okay. done, well done. Right. I think everyone will. And ultimately, by that point, everyone else you love will be dead. That's right. Danny will have stepped in a bear anyway. trap and just bled to death, and it's like, oh, that was unfortunate. <laughs> hey, she hey, got too boring. Hey, Sir Jory, isn't your family motto bears? Yes, it is. Oh, coincidence. <laughs> it all ties in. Well, thank you, Greg, for that enlightening. And if you disagree with me, go to hell. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm right. Suck it. No, and, no. and when, when Sujura gets killed by a dragon in the next season, <laughs> I will eat the humblest of pies. Or go and post on uh, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. <laughs> That's I right. Know, which I'm not going to see it, but other people will, and they'll be. <laughs> Join up, oh, Dan. Oh, you should way, join up. Sorry, sorry. Why? So he doesn't have to have. So that's, the big point is he doesn't have to be the blood of the dragon. He has the blood of the dragon in the sword, which will be right, when he stabs. Okay. When he stabs Danny, who has the blood of the dragon, yes. his sword right. will be powered sure. by the blood of the dragon. So he'll okay. have it. He just won't be it. So it's important to get that. Yeah. Okay, that's right. what I was trying to get to. Yes. Earlier. Mm. Um, yes. No, Dan. You should join up to my. Facebook page. And everyone should. That's right. And Patreon. If you're listening Absolutely. to this. Oh, yes. And Patreon. I just hit today 350 Patreon subscribers, which is amazing. That's awesome. Oh, so it'd be 351 if I, if I started supporting you. And if, <laughs> and if Stu did as well, yeah. <laughs> that'd be yeah, 352. Because Stu and I, we just don't put enough effort into making your life better. Hey. <laughs> shut up. We just have no value beyond a dollar a week. <laughs> I'm just joking. A simple, cheap dollar a week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dollar fifty. Dollar per cheap recap. at half the price. Okay. Dollar per recap, in fact. Not a dollar per week, because you can sign up now. You won't be charged till the recaps begin. Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's only seven bucks. That's ridiculous. Believe me, every time I do a post and it says, do you want to charge patrons? I really think about it. But no, I... <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Let's, I'm just... let's edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, well, thank you, Greg, for your Azor high Theory. Thank you very much. You... Uh, providing rebuttal. And finally, uh, we're going to do a segment that uh, I'm really excited for this because uh, I love this is one of my favourite segments on Smart Enough to Know Better um, and it's called Pimp My Time. Greg, would you like to explain how this works? Ah, uh, Pimp My Time. What happens is we put... One of each other. I'll be putting Dan at this point into our special Smart Hunter to Better comedy time machine. And Dan gets put in there. And I'm going to send him back to 47,000 BC, just to the north of Australia, where Darwin is today. And then he has one hour to go through the information to learn about how he not just live, but thrive back in that time period. But for the first time ever... He's been in that machine, and it's gone ping, ping, pong, ping, pong, which is a weird noise that's never made before. Not supposed to do that. Not made, not made ping, Get ping, the book. Get and, the book. Look in the back bit and, of the book. And the book, what the book? I'm outside, and Dan's like, let me out. It's going to explain. It's locked for an hour, man. You, you have an hour to say goodbye to people through this tiny portal. I'm sorry. I can literally not open this door. And then, it, But we check the book, and it says that it's going dimensionally. It's not going through time. It's moving through dimensions. I'm banging. Dan, it's going dimensionally. Check the machine. You've got an hour to work out where you're going. Where are you going, Dan? I am going to Westeros. Yay! <laughs> Who would have thunk it? At the end of the great summer. 
So I'm guessing. this is now a, this is your challenge, is to tell us how you would, as Greg said, not only survive, but thrive in a land racked by civil war, internal mm-hmm. strife, mm-hmm. bickering, Cersei. dark Darth Cersei, Cersei. Mm-hmm. occasional famine and, you know, destructive causes. Okay, so, just, just, air conditioning just so that everyone is on the same page here, the point is not for me to go back and help people. <laughs> like, Anyone who's listened to a podcast would have learned this from Dan's, uh, Dan's adventures in time in the past. Hey, he literally helped the Nazis. Look, <laughs> just, just pointing this out, he actually gave them better coats. They'd survive Russian winters. So, um, you know, just, just listen to that one, people. Write us some emails. It's, it's a very libertarian view of the, of the past. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Most of the time when you send me back into Earth's past, mm-hmm. it, there's, there's a subdued danger. Yeah. Maybe not so much in Nazi Germany. Thanks for that one, by the way. <laughs> but I normally send you back just before people turn up to murder everyone. Yeah, well, yeah, but at least, yeah, but in, in at least I know who those people are. Yes. But you go back to Westeros, everyone's trying to murder everyone. <laughs> true, true. Like, if I've watched the show, no one is safe. Unless apparently he's got amazing abs and he can come back from the dead. Yeah, okay. He can. Here there is a very prevalent danger. There is a danger of being stabbed or shot or decapitated or poisoned or slashed or bludgeoned or having your skull crushed by a giant man or blown the hell up or <laughs> hanged common. or turned into a zombie or set on fire. Out of very I, many... I like the idea you went through all the episodes about how, to, how people died. And, <laughs> and, oh, stabbed to death by children. You even got that one. That was a good one too. I didn't go through and carefully go through a list. This was like the flashing montage in front of my face <laughs> as the time machine oh, activated. Killed by wolves. Okay, on a very meta level, I know that George R. R. Martin kills characters when they stop being compelling to write, uh, but I've never started being compelling to write, so I think I've dodged a bullet there. Like, hopefully I just don't turn up on his narrative radar. Okay, so I'm from now, and I have some knowledge of weaponry. I know where I'm going. There are swords, there are shields, there are bows and arrows. There is also a thing called wildfire. And yes. wildfire can explode with tremendous force. Yes. yes. Okay. There's no gunpowder, mm. but I reckon I could make cannons. There are no cannons <laughs> in the game. There are That's giant true. slashing pendulums. Yes. Which is <laughs> apparently is. a sensible like usage of military uh, finances, <laughs> but there are there are no cannons yet and no firearms. Mm-hmm. Not no, no cannons, no, no, nothing, nothing like that. That's too far. There are forward. trebuchets. There are catapults. Yes, um, uh, it's frequently attributed to the assumption that guns ended the era of knights, mm. but uh, that's not actually true. Guns and knights are actually together for like three hundred years. Yeah. Mm. Guns were not fair. Like uh, uh, after the advent of guns, blacksmiths blacksmiths would deliberately shoot at the armor, and customers would look for a dent because it indicated that the armor would stop bullets. <laughs> This is literally where the term bulletproof came from. Yeah, absolutely. The armour was bulletproof. Right. Oh, there's, there's it suits of armor. Yeah, there's suits of armour in museums that have, like, bullet dents in them. It's fascinating, yeah. <laughs> so they were literally proofed against bullets. Um, the early guns were not necessarily superior to traditional projectile weapons in every respect. Now, uh, there is a quote from, I think, one of the books from a character called Wisdom Halling. Wisdom Halleen, says about wildfire, the substance burns so hot it melts wood, stone, and even steel, and, of course, flesh. The substance burns so hot it melts flesh Mm. like tallow. So that's canon. Mm. Yes. 
Okay, so stone melts at 1,500 degrees Celsius. Steel actually melts at a less temperature, <laughs> at 1,370. But the really interesting one there is wood. This stuff is so hot, it can melt wood. Um, and that's... That's got to be really hot because I didn't think that... I've never seen melted wood. Like, when a substance undergoes a phase change such as melting, its chemical makeup remains the same. So if you melted wood, when it got cooler, it would just be it melted would, wood. But I would assume it would start burning before it well, melted. Yeah, everyone would, Greg, yeah, but it's... no wildfire is so hot. <laughs> apparently can melt wood. Right, okay. Maybe there's no oxygen because burning requires oxygen. So maybe there's no oxygen. It's, it pushes all the oxygen out. Mm. Okay, it's strongly that... implied that there's a magical property to it as well. You yeah. could... That, that is an interesting idea. Like, mm. if there was no oxygen, yes, it wouldn't be able to combust. But it See, contains long chain. Unfortunately, we, we, on our podcast, we can't resort to a wizard did it. A wizard, yes. a wizard which is really bad. But now you um, can. Um, this is going to destroy everything we're talking about. But don't worry, a wizard did it. Yes. Damn it! Uh, but wood contains long chain organic molecules that decompose into products such as charcoal, water, methanol, and carbon dioxide upon heating. Mm. So, at a standard temperature and pressure, the melting point of carbon is thirty-five hundred degrees right. Celsius. If this could be lowered to a temperature that could be attained experimentally, you might be able to melt the wood. But it's <laughs> it's going to melt into its separate components. It's not going to, yeah. like, refreeze into frozen a tree. wood. <laughs> into a tree. So it'd be like a tree puddle. movie again. Yeah. yeah. How would you know? You've never seen it, apparently. <laughs> I was just basing it off... <laughs> Hot Shots 2, which I did see, and has like a Terminator yeah, well, kind of parody in there. At least you've seen the classics, I and guess. He comes back to life and he's fused with his spaniel, and it's Saddam Hussein, he's been fused with his like, little Topical spaniel. Topical reference. Yeah. At any rate. So yeah, it's, it's hilarious. You should see Hot Shots. They're great movies. Now that, now that I know <laughs> that I can melt wood. Yes. And a spaniel. Uh, I've, I've wasted about 20 minutes of my hour <laughs> going, oh, I didn't know you could melt wood. Oh, you can't. A wizard did it. Um, uh, but if that Terminator film has taught me anything, it's that if I want to stay safe, becoming a gun shop owner, probably not the best course of action. <laughs> yeah. So Very I've, low life expectancy. I've, yeah, I've moved away from the firearms and cannon <laughs> side of thing. Now, most of the death in Westeros is not decided with a sword. It's decided with a pen. So if I ram through the eye, if I have ah, the pen of my eye, sounds about right. (laughs) If I have a way of controlling the information, then that's a strong power. Mm. Uh, So what's a technology that's useful for spying? Hidden recording devices. Right. Okay. Now, something you didn't mention before is is going to cut you. When I get sent back in time, I don't. I turn up naked, so I will fit in perfectly for the Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got an hour to do some crunches. Get my abs up. Come on. Come on. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Because in, in Westeros, it's very dangerous. To, to fight or to talk, but apparently really safe to have sex with anything without protection. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, so if I can bug rooms um, and I can prove shenanigans, I can properly play the Game of Thrones. Mm. Or get your throat cut. Well, 
that's that's where the power comes. Oh, okay. So okay, that's okay, like okay, if okay. I, I'm just, I mean, just, sorry. I'm just, even if they cut I, my throat, I'm just yelling through the glass. Or oh, get your throat cut, Dad. If, <laughs> if, if I've got a recording device, that yep. like that's not going to stop that information from still existing. Oh, true. Yes. Good point. Okay, there you yes, go. Yes. So it's like, oh, you can cut my throat, but that recorded information is still going to get to where it's going to go. You can't stop me with a th- cut to the throat. Mm. But maybe if you pay me off, I can go to a nice island with Bron and we can have a lovely time. <laughs> so. I want to make an early recording device. Uh, acoustic analog recording is achieved by a, a microphone diaphragm, diaphragm that can detect and sense the changes in atmospheric pressure caused by acoustic sound waves and record them as a mechanical representation. You're checking your watch, Dad. No, I wasn't. I was. Oh, I was checking my watch, but I wasn't bored. I was... Oh, why did you bring that up? It was just a reflex thing. <laughs> No, that's the worst part. No, I was just out of reflex then. <laughs> I wasn't actually trying to intentionally trying to do something about the podcast. I just really needed to check my watch at that moment where you were like reading that stuff about acoustics. Okay. I'm sorry, I should know better. I worked in radio. I should understand how acoustics work, but I don't. <laughs> okay, so you get a cylinder. Uh, that you can spin at a constant rate. So you, like, turn a handle and the cylinder spins and it slowly moves to the side. So if you put a needle on that, then that cylinder will start to get a, a um, be, have a dent made in it by the needle. And that dent will go all the way along the cylinder as the cylinder slowly moves along uh, laterally. So you can put a big heavy, end on the, uh, big heavy weight on the end of that yep. and it'll spin at a constant rate. So it's got, it's got all that inertia. So you wrap the cylinder in soft aluminium foil and cover it in oil. They have aluminium foil in Westeros? So you're making a phonograph. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, this is, well, at this point, you've got a hollow horn uh, with a little diaphragm made of, like, mica or aluminium, uh, and you attach it. I assume you get aluminium. You can smell aluminium. Surely they've got ore in... Some sort yeah, of They can make every single friggin' metal under the sun. they got metal that can kill white walkers, for a God's wizard, sake. A wizard did it? They must be able to make aluminium cans. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> right. It's a very... Where, you know, King's Landing has an excellent recycling program. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Keep okay. Westeros beautiful. But you put a little needle on the end of that, and you have got yourself an Edison tinfoil phonograph. Not Aria's oh, tin, needle. Tinfoil. Oh, okay. Tin, you probably do. Not Aria's needle. There you go. That's what you uh, call it. Her uh, master's maybe. voice. Yeah. Okay, I can actually show you, show you what that's going to sound like. Okay, so this is him recording into it. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. <laughs> Good. Okay, I that... serve the rum. Right. <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors. Speak into my tuba yes. when you talk to me, good <laughs> lord. Please be clearly and loudly. <laughs> Here it goes. Oh, he's just rewinding it. He's literally rewinding it <laughs> and winding the cylinder back to where it goes. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Again, that's okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Kind of acoustics are a little bit temperamental. If you're Edison tinfoil phonograph, uh, there are better ways to make one. Thank Christ. <laughs> thank the Lord of Lights. Uh, thank uh, you replace the horn with a big copper or brass horn, like a really big one. Instead of using an 
uh, of using your needle to deform tinfoil, you use it to actually engrave soft wax. Ooh, okay. Now, it's actual wax cylinders. They replaced the wax cylinders quite quickly with tallow soap, which is harder right. and, uh, but, and more useful for it. You could reuse these a number of times, but they could deform, but you could also definitely make them, plaster or paris them, and make repli- like make copies by just dropping wax in there and making models of them. Sure. Right. So, repli- you know, copy it, send it out everywhere so that even if they get one, they can't get the others. So, okay. This image of you walking around with a giant backpack with a tuber <laughs> on your back. Okay, so, well, now I can record. Now I can do record. I can surreptitiously get Peter Baelish admitting to killing K- King Joffrey by tucking someone away in the corner of the room, cranking a handle, and getting him to <laughs> shout, <laughs> shout this at, into a big brass horn. <laughs> I'm sorry, my lord, if you could just repeat that. Just yeah. into this. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, Littlefinger is very well known for his very loud speaking voice. Absolutely. As right. opposed to his... Oh, um, Lord, for, for God's sakes, Baelish, lower it down a bit. Use your inside voice. <laughs> okay, early recordings only captured a narrow segment of the audio spectrum, typically from 25... Uh, sorry, 250 hertz up to 2,500 hertz. So musicians had to adapt to these sonic limitations. Bands of the period often favoured louder instruments, such as trumpet cornet and trombone and less of like the fife uh and excuse me peter baelish you mind if i just do a solo performers also had to arrange themselves strategically around the horn to balance the sound and to play as loudly as possible and that's why you hear that old-timey radio voice that sort of dateline 1933 the nazis are moving across that it's that that very strong made clothes for them they're gonna take everything over we didn't expect this no one expected this at all who was this man where did he come from (laughs) Um, and you also have that uh, voice that singing voice that hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime yeah Mm. is it because the right the right frequencies yeah because it would record better Ah, because it's the right frequency to record properly on those wax cylinders i don't think they had to start singing that in real life at the concerts, didn't they? Because people were used to that yeah, style of Yeah, that's what they singing. were expecting. Right. So they had to, <laughs> yeah, they had to do a lot of this. So as you guys have already stumbled upon, I don't know where the little finger's going to fall for this one. <laughs> so uh, this image, that, like, you just, you're going to build it into this, like, Scooby-Doo, you're going to build it into, like, his, his clothes cupboard. The back is like, sir, would you like to pick a new coat? Why don't you yell into the cupboard all your secret plans? <laughs> What's that scratching noise? Don't worry, sir. It's giant mice. (laughs) But now that I've developed this thing, uh, music is still very popular in Westeros. There's no reason I can't set up shop recording musicians and selling phonographs. (laughs) You could just imagine (laughs) someone in the outskirts of King's Landing coming home of a hard day of stabbing children in the throat (laughs) and putting on a wax cylinder and just relaxing to the music that they like. In a coat of gold and a coat of red, a lion still has claws. And mine are long and sharp, my lord, as long and sharp as laws. And so he spoke, and so he spoke, that lord of Castamere. And now the reins weep o'er his hall with no one there to hear. Yes, now the reins weep o'er his hall with not a soul to hear. Hey! 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 
And that is how I would pimp my fantasy time. <laughs> so you would make a lot of money from Lannister loyalists with bootleg copies of the Reigns of Castamere. Can you imagine the Red Wedding of that again? And welcome to the stage, Dan Beeston from somewhere. Pith Reigns of Castamere. Please kill us. Please kill us all. <laughs> It was supposed to be a subtle signal, not a, not a, not a headline act. Look out, Caitlin, here they come. Oh, man. Uh, well, Dan, thank you very much. I think that deserves a that big round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will have to think of a way that I could pimp my time, but I just don't never... I'm never as well researched as you guys. It's always just who could I just making up, up on the to? spot? No. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> this is an emotional podcast, Raven On, where we discuss our feelings and emotions about fantasy creatures who don't exist, <laughs> who we're very, very invested in. <laughs> All right. So finally, as we close off the podcast, any uh, hot tips for season seven from you, Greg? Anything you want to see? Sergiora. Well, yeah, okay, that's a given. <laughs> we, we, Obviously. We Sergiora. I think that, I'll just go with Sergiora. Yeah, okay, Sergiora. Yep. Dan, anything you want to see? I will be very disappointed if Bran doesn't walk into a dragon at some point. Hmm. They're certainly leading it up that he can... Walk into anything. ...get to that kind of level of power, so... Yeah, that would be amazing. It's entirely possible. I'd love to see that character become interesting. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to disagree with you about Bran has suffered a bit from... Just like his brother, he also can't run serpentine. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, sad. It was so sad. They killed baby Rickon. But everyone was just yelling no. out. What the fuck are you in Serpentine. Zigzag. Don't just go in a straight line. Oh, well, you deserve it. You may as well be running at them. <laughs> That's, That's right. May as well have shot Oh, yourself. wait, your older brother's about to do that. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Stu? Uh, tip? Hot tip, Danny goes full supervillain. I, oh, I, no. I see I'm saying it. I reckon it's going to happen. No. Hang on, I'm going to high five you. Yeah! Crisp high five. <laughs> well, I think that Sansa is going to be awesome and very powerful and oh, yes. well connected and be devious and clever. And mm. I think she can become the new Baelish, actually. I think she's going to, in the end, screw over Baelish and become just as bad as Baelish. I don't think she's going to become bad, though. I think she's learnt, she's had too many. Knocks in her life to uh, go down. She'll become the route. new Baelish, but use her powers for good, not evil. Yes, uh, maybe the new Varys, but uh, new Varys. Yeah. I also uh, think, although Varys is no, still there. No, she's not. Mm. She's gonna die because you like her so much. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's actually very good pattern recognition. Well okay, people, I can't, <laughs> people who can't die: Sansa, Arya, Jon Snow, of course, Danny. Tyrion. This list is too big. Davis yeah. This list is already too long. Um, Davis Seaworth. Oh, yeah, The um, Onion Knight. Are we sad of The Onion Knight? See, I'll be very is, sad. The thing yeah. is, George R. R. Martin will listen to this and he'll be listening to that list going, yep. Yeah. No! Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten about them. Yeah, no, I better kill them too. Oh, no. Oh, we Sam and Gilly. So much. Sam and Gilly can't die. Gilly will. You would agree with that. Sam and Gilly. No, I think die. no, I think Sam can go down under a bookcase. No. no, I think he, no, I think he can die, and I think Gilly could die too. Yeah, and there's a baby. There's a baby. See. Sam could take the baby and walk away. I could yeah. see That's Gilly true, yeah. dying, yeah. but I don't want her to die. No, 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 no. And she's, she's dead as often. Um, Grey Worm and Missandei. <laughs> Doesn't matter die. anymore. You was just bring them back from the dead. I don't really want Yara Greyjoy to die, but the others I don't really mind. Like old mate Euron can go. 
but the, apparently the, all of the Greyjoys can fall into the sea. That's fine. <laughs> that's where they belong. That's, that is that what is they do. Literally what they the do. trick is that they then come back and they should oh. just stay down there. It's fine. Um, I like Yara. I think she's fun. I think she's fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Grey Woman, <laughs> Missing Day. Um, I don't know that we're going to see. They, they all die. Mario. They're so dead because they're in love and they're going to be oh, we love you. Oh, there's, there's a couple that really love each other, but they're slaves. No one cares. Uh, so, <laughs> but it's, they're not slaves. Well, Danny oh, freed no, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. They, Servants then. Servants, yeah. They're dead. Advisors. She, they will die together and they will die in each other's arms or saving each other, but well, they're, they're dead. They're, they're finished. I'm sorry, uh, but. No. Know. So there's at least... Which is really sad, because one of my best parts of your podcast is um, living with, with <laughs> Grey Worm. Living Missandei. at home with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. I do like those bits. <laughs> Impromptu episodes, too? Sure. Yeah, based on the trailer? Hola. No, 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 I'm just checking. <laughs> there's, like, literally nothing that you could extrapolate from this. It's an impromptu episode of living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. Okay. Hello. Hello. Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Genius. Well, that's just blown it all for me. Obviously, Grey Worm is the AS. Azura High. Azura High. Why even bother watching it? I realised that I was like, oh, because normally when we do that, and it is all just off the top of our head, but it's kind of inspired by what happens here. I was like, wait a minute, what were they doing? We're very deep in it. We don't know what we're doing. Well, thank you so much for coming on to our Raven on podcast as our first collaborative podcast. I'm very excited. Uh, if you are listening at home, please go to smartenough.org and uh, sign up to... Oh, how rude. <laughs> Dan, how rude. Um, smartenough.org is for everything Smart Enough to Know Better. You can also follow them on Facebook, Smart Enough to Know Better, or is it SE2KB? I can't remember off the top of my head. But Twitter is definitely at SE2KB and you can find all of their stuff and they're very active on the Twitters and answer people and they're really great. So please subscribe to them and obviously my Patreon is round. Patreon.com slash girlclumsy or just my Facebook page. I've got too many. You guys have got good solid branding. I've, I've got some confusing name things happening. But if you just go on my Facebook page, Natalie's Throne, you'll find me. Just, mm. yeah, just... Do it. It's on there. So I don't get... Okay, now we're getting... Now I'm getting confused. So thank you so much. So jump on to Instagram at we... Natalie's Patreon Games. <laughs> so Snapchat. Snapchat. Abs, abs, abs. Abs, abs, abs. I feel like I'm becoming a cliche. Becoming. <laughs> you are becoming. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we always end our podcast with a little sign-off, but so do you guys. So do you want to do yours first? You do yours. No, you, well, no well, it's fine. It's yeah. not our podcast. That's what you want to do what you like, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and as we always like to say, <laughs> sex position! <laughs> Which, you know, I thought it was just do what you like. I don't care. Let's do it again then. Let's do that again. And as we always like to say, do what you like. We don't care. <laughs> and as we always like to say, Vala Mazzillas! Winter is coming. Opening the door. I want to get out of here now. We're done now. This is done. This is all over. <laughs> this is finished. I'm, I'm leaving. We're room. done. We're done.